What is the biblical model of evangelism? What does the Bible say is the means by which we are to share the gospel, to get the gospel to the ends of the earth? The Bible promises that the gospel will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, but how is it going to get there? And what is the means by which we should share the gospel? Welcome to the Theology For You podcast, where we believe that a right understanding of God's Word is for your good and true worship of God. If you're just joining us, I'm Joey, and I'd love to encourage you to share this with a friend. If we've helped you to grow in your faith and understanding of God in this episode or any other episode, maybe send your friend a text or DM on Instagram all about this podcast. It would mean the world to us if you would share this with the other believers in your life. Those who want to grow in their faith and understanding of God and His Word. Now, this is the first podcast in a series on evangelism using Will Metzger's book, Tell the Truth as Our Guide. If you don't have this book, or if you've never even heard of it before like I did, before my pastor recommended it to me, I would encourage you to pick up a copy of this book that you might deepen in your understanding of evangelism. You can find a link to buy this book as well as any of the other resources that we mentioned in this episode at the link in the description of this episode. There are billions of people across the globe, across the earth, that need to hear the good news of the gospel, that God might be glorified in them and that they might be satisfied in him. So what approach to evangelism holds the best promise of the gospel reaching the ends of the earth? Well, the Bible's method of evangelism is that every Christian would share the gospel, share the content of the gospel with those around them. Because the Bible is our sole authority for faith and practice, anytime that we have any questions about God or trying to understand his teaching, who he is, or what he says, we need to turn to the scriptures. It's our sole authority for faith and practice. We we go to the word. And in terms of evangelism, we need to think, well, when we practice evangelism, when we're sharing the gospel, is what we're doing and what we're saying communicating the gospel the way that God has intended. No approach to evangelism should be above evaluation to scripture. We should ask ourselves, does the way that we've been sharing the gospel, does the way that we've been doing evangelism, is this truly honoring to God? So let's look at a few common methods of evangelism that you've probably heard of, you may have heard of, and evaluate them in light of scripture. I think one of the most common forms of evangelism is that of friendship evangelism. I think this is extremely common when you're young in the faith and wanting to share the good news with others, but either you don't know what to say or how to say it or whatever it might be that we consider friendship evangelism as evangelism. Now, what is friendship evangelism? Well, friendship evangelism is when we become friends with people in hopes that they might see our good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. This is scriptural. We should live in such a way that is honoring to God, that others might see what God has done in our lives and give glory to God. But you'll find pretty quickly through experience and hopefully even more importantly through scripture as you read the Bible, that we see that this is not enough. When we think of evangelism, we need to consider, we need to understand that evangelism, there is content. We have to share the content of the gospel with those around us. It's not good enough that others might see our good deeds, 
That's one popular quote. You may have heard this, that we may be the only Bible someone else reads. Yes, that may be true in the sense that others may see our lives and that reflects the Bible in such a way. But we have to be sure that just because we share our lives and glorify God through our lives does not mean that people understand the true weight of who God is in their sins. The content of the gospel must be shared. We see this in Romans 10. In Romans 10, Paul asks a question of his readers, of his audience. He asks this. He says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? Notice there's a connection in the logic here. It's a sequence of questions. How how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? So you must believe, but what do you have to do in order to believe? Well, And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? So you must hear the gospel in order to believe. And how are they to hear without someone preaching? An individual has to preach the gospel. The the gospel has to be proclaimed. It has to be shared with our lips, not only our lives. In order for people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, the content of the gospel must be shared. And so you may think, well, okay, that's fair. The content of the gospel must be shared. So can't I just invite my friends to a small group, a Bible study, or even a church? And on the surface, this is not at all a bad thing to do. We should do this. Like This should be something that we carry about in our lives, that we would want to invite others into the community of faith in Christ, that people would come and they would see the effect that God has on people's lives and that they would hear the gospel preached. We must realize that this is still relying on others to do the work that we have been given. In Matthew 28, we find the Great Commission. This is Jesus commissioning his disciples and us today to make disciples, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us. So there is a gospel mandate. There is a mandate in scripture for the disciples in which Jesus was speaking to then and to us today. Each and every one of us are to live our lives in such a way that as we go about our lives, we are sharing the gospel with those that we meet in this natural fashion. And so we see that friendship evangelism is not enough because the gospel must be proclaimed. And inviting others to a small group or church is not enough in and of itself because we have been given the clear commands of Scripture to share the gospel on our own. Each individual believer must proclaim the good news with those that they meet. So the Bible's method of evangelism is where every believer shares the gospel, the content of the gospel, with those around them. And as Carl Henry contends, a one-to-one approach initiated by every believer still holds the best promise. You want to know what the best promise of evangelizing the earth in this century is? This is it. It's where every believer is sharing the gospel with those around them. And this has been the case for millennia. As one historian notes, the chief agents in the expansion of Christianity appear not to have been those that made it a profession, but men and women who carried on their livelihood in some purely secular manner and spoke of their faith to those that they met in this natural fashion. So for the gospel to get to the ends of the earth, every Christian is to share the content of the gospel with those around them. We have a great problem. 
And that is that many Christians have not only forgotten their need to convey the gospel, so many people have become complacent in their Christian lives and forgotten the need to share the gospel, but they've forgotten the message itself. They've forgotten the content of the gospel, what it is we are supposed to share with others. As James Montgomery Boyce said, we need a rediscovery of the doctrines that shook the world. And that's why in the next episode, we're going to be looking at the content of the gospel, the doctrine. Is doing good good enough in our evangelism? Find out in our next episode. And if you want to go deeper in your understanding of God and His Word, I want to encourage you to check out our resources on our website at theologyforyou.com. That's theology, F-O-R-Y-O-U.com. And I want to thank you if you've rated or reviewed this podcast on Apple iTunes. That's a way to help get this podcast in front of other people who want to grow in their faith and deepen their understanding. And so thank you for helping other people grow in their faith by rating or viewing this podcast. And I'm looking forward for you to join us in our next episode where we talk about the content of the gospel. Together, let's make God's name famous.